O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, August 31st. The Bible translations that I use each week include the King James Version, the New Living Translation, and the Israel Bible. This last Bible can be found online at theisraelbible.com. Someone recently wrote in to me and asked, why am I using the Israel Bible as one of the translations that we read from each week? It is from a Jewish source. We in Hebrew Roots have only been studying Torah for about 30 years. We are newbies at this. There is much we can learn from our brother Judah, as they have been studying Torah for many centuries. I do not subscribe to the Oral Torah, or the Talmud, the Mishnah, and this foundation always remains. Yeshua is our Messiah. Aside from these differences, we can have dialogue with our Jewish brothers and be teachable. I have been involved with building bridges between Jews and Christians through the ministry work I've done with the nation's Ninth of Av. I know Tully Weiss, the editor of the Israel Bible, personally. They are opening up their arms and their hearts to us and inviting us to study Torah with them. No strings, no agenda, no proselytizing. It is a pleasure and an honor to walk with them. Another ministry I have relationship with is Root Source. I encourage you to visit this website to see all that they have to offer. The website is root-source.com. These are loving Jews who share their knowledge of Torah with Christians. Again, no agenda, no strings, no proselytizing. Just inviting us to the table to study Torah with them. I find many of the comments in the israelbible.com to be very insightful, even profound, and not found in mainstream Christianity. I do use discernment and do not share all comments. It is prophesied in the book of Ezekiel that the two houses, that is, the house of Judah, the Jews, and the house of Israel, or Ephraim, the non-Jews, the ten tribes of the north, will one day become one kingdom. 
as it is written in Ezekiel 37, 16-19. As for you, son of man, take a stick for yourself and write on it, for Judah and for the children of Israel his companions. Then take another stick and write on it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions. Then join them one to another for yourself into one stick, and they will become one in your hand. And when the children of your people speak to you, saying, Will you not show us what you mean by this? Say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Surely I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel, his companions, and I will join them with it, with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they will be one in my hand. This will come to pass, and Yeshua will accomplish it. Anything I can do to help prepare the way, to dismantle the wall that has so long divided us, the wall of anti-Semitism, misunderstanding, persecution, and hatred toward the Jewish people, I am glad to do so. I have a deep love for the nation of Israel and for the Jewish people. I believe that it is also God's heart. They are His people. We are family. Yeshua will reunite us and make us one in His way and in His time. So this is why I use theisraelbible.com. It's part of the bridge building, after all. The name of the ministry is Bridge Connector Ministries. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Nitzavim, and it means, You are standing. Deuteronomy 30, 11-20 Surely this instruction, which I enjoin upon you to this day, is not too baffling for you, nor is it beyond reach. It is not in the heavens that you should say, Who among us can go up to the heavens and get it for us and impart it to us, that we may observe it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who among us can cross to the other side of the sea and get it for us and impart it to us, that we may observe it? No, the thing is very close to you in your mouth, and in your heart, to observe it. See, I set before you this day life and prosperity, death and adversity. For I command you this day to love Hashem your God, to walk in His ways, and to keep His commandments, His laws, and His rules, that you may thrive and increase, and that Hashem your God may bless you in the land that you are about to enter and possess. But if your heart turns away, and you give no heed, and are lured into the worship and service of other gods, I declare to you this day that you shall certainly perish. You shall not long endure on the soil that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day. I have put before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life, if you and your offspring would live. By loving Hashem your God, heeding His commands, and holding fast to Him. For thereby you shall have life, and shall long endure upon the soil that Hashem swore to your ancestors, Abraham, 
Isaac, and Jacob to give to them. Job 37.1-39.30 Because of this too my heart quakes and leaps from its place. Just listen to the noise of his rumbling, to the sound that comes out of his mouth. He lets it loose beneath the entire heavens, his lightning to the ends of the earth. After it he lets out a roar, he thunders in his majestic voice. No one can find a trace of it by the time his voice is heard. Hashem thunders marvelously with his voice. He works wonders that we cannot understand. He commands the snow fall to the ground, and the downpour of rain, his mighty downpour of rain, is a sign on every man's hand that all men may know his doings. Then the beast enters its lair and remains in its den. The storm wind comes from its chamber and the cold from the constellations. By the breath of Hashem, ice is formed and the expanse of water becomes solid. He also loads the clouds with moisture and scatters his lightning clouds. He keeps turning events by his stratagems that they might accomplish all that he commands them throughout the inhabited earth, causing each of them to happen to his land, whether as a scourge or as a blessing. Give ear to this, Job. Stop to consider the marvels of Hashem. Do you know what charge Hashem lays upon them when his lightning clouds shine? Do you know the marvels worked upon the expanse of clouds by him whose understanding is perfect? Why your clothes become hot when the land is becalmed by the south wind? Can you help him stretch out the heavens firm as a mirror of cast metal? Inform us, then, what we may say to him. We cannot argue because we are in darkness. Is anything conveyed to him when I speak? Can a man say anything when he is confused? Now then, one cannot see the sun, though it be bright in the heavens, until the wind comes and clears them of clouds. By the north wind the golden rays emerge. The splendor about Hashem is awesome. Shaddai, we cannot attain to him. He is great in power and justice, and abundant in righteousness. He does not torment. Therefore men are in awe of him whom none of the wise can perceive. Then Hashem replied to Job out of the tempest, and he said, Who is this who darkens counsel, speaking without knowledge? Gird your loins like a man, I will ask, and you will inform me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Speak if you have understanding. Do you know who fixed its dimensions or who measured it with a line? Unto what were its bases sunk? Who set its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the divine beings shouted for joy. Who closed the sea behind doors when it gushed forth out of the womb? When I clothed it in clouds and swaddled it in dense clouds? When I made breakers my limit for it, and set up its bar and doors, and said, You may come so far and no farther. Here your surging waves will stop. Have you ever commanded the day to break, assigned the dawn its place, 
so that it will seize the corners of the earth and shake the wicked out of it? It changes like clay under the sea till its hues are fixed like those of a garment. Their light is withheld from the wicked and the uprised arm is broken. Have you penetrated to the sources of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been disclosed to you? Have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you surveyed the expanses of the earth? If you know of these, tell me. Which path leads to where light dwells? And where is this place of darkness? That you may take it to its domain and know the way to its home. Surely you know, for you were born then, and the number of your years is many. Have you penetrated the vaults of snow and seen the vaults of hail, which I have put aside for a time of adversity, for a day of war and battle? By what path is the west wind dispersed, the east wind scattered over the earth? Who cut a channel for the torrents and a path for the thunderstorms? to rain down on uninhabited land, on the wilderness where no man is, to saturate the desolate wasteland and make the crop of grass sprout forth. Does the rain have a father who begot the dewdrops, from whose belly came forth the ice, who gave birth to the frost of heaven? Water congeals like stone and the surface of the deep compacts, Can you tie cords to Pleiades, or undo the reins of Orion? Can you lead out Maseroth in its season and conduct the bear, Orion, with her sons? Do you know the laws of heaven, or impose its authority on earth? Can you send up an order to the clouds for an abundance of water to cover you? Can you dispatch the lightning on a mission and have it answer you, I am ready? Who put wisdom in the hidden parts? Who gave understanding to the mind? Who is wise enough to give an account of the heavens? Who can tilt the bottles of the sky, whereupon the earth melts into a mass, and its clods stick together? Can you hunt prey for the lion and satisfy the appetite of the king of beasts? They crouch in their dens, lie in ambush in their lairs, Who provides food for the raven when his young cry out to Hashem and wander about without food? Do you know the season when the mountain goats give birth? Can you mark the time when the hinds calve? Can you count the months they must complete? Do you know the season they give birth? When they couch to bring forth their offspring to deliver their young? Their young are healthy. They grow up in the open. They leave and return no more. Who sets the wild donkey free? Who loosens the bonds of the onager? Whose home I have made, the wilderness, the salt land, his dwelling place? He scoffs at the tumult of the city, does not hear the shouts of the driver. He roams the hills for his pasture. He searches for any green thing. Would the wild ox agree to serve you? Would he spend the night at your crib? Can you hold the wild ox by ropes to the furrow? Would he plow up the valleys behind you? Would you rely on his strength and leave your toil to him? Would you trust him to bring in the seed and gather it in from your threshing floor? 
The wing of the ostrich beats joyously. Are her pinions and plumage like the stork's? She leaves her eggs on the ground, letting them warm in the dirt, forgetting they may be crushed underfoot or trampled by a wild beast. Her young are cruelly abandoned, as if they were not hers. Her labor is in vain for lack of concern. For Hashem deprived her of wisdom and gave her no share of understanding. Else she would soar on high, scoffing at the horse and its rider. Do you give the horse his strength? Do you clothe his neck with a mane? Do you make him quiver like locusts, his majestic snorting spreading terror? He paws with force, he runs with vigor, charging into battle. He scoffs at fear, he cannot be frightened, he does not recoil from the sword. A quiver full of arrows whizzes by him, and the flashing spear and the javelin, trembling with excitement, he swallows the land. He does not turn aside at the blast of the trumpet. As the trumpet sounds, he says, Aha! From afar he smells the battle, the roaring and shouting of the officers. Is it by your wisdom that the hawk grows pinions and spreads his wings to the south? Does the eagle soar at your command, building his nest high, dwelling in the rock, lodging upon the fastness of a jutting rock? From there he spies out his food, from afar his eyes see it. His young gulp blood. Where the slain are, there is he. Second Corinthians four thirteen to five ten. We, Paul and his co-workers, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Yeshua shall raise us also by Yeshua, and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many, redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan and earnestly desire to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so, be that being clothed we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. 
Now he that has wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also has given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore we labor that, whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Yeshua, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether he be it good or bad. Psalm 44, 9-26 But you, God, have cast off and put us to shame, and go not forth with our armies. You make us to turn back from the enemy, and they which hate us spoil for themselves. You have given us like sheep appointed for meat, and have scattered us among the heathen. You sell your people for naught, and does not increase your wealth by their price. You make us a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a derision to them that are round about us. You make us a byword among the heathen, a shaking of the head among the people. My confusion is continually before me, and the shame of my face has covered me. For the voice of him that reproaches and blasphemes, by reason of the enemy and avenger, all this has come upon us, yet have we not forgotten you, neither have we dealt falsely in your covenant. Our heart is not turned back, neither have our steps declined from your way. Though you have sore broken us in the place of dragons and covered us with the shadow of death, if we have forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to a strange God, shall not God search this out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Yes, for your sake are we killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake! Why do you sleep, O Lord? Arise, cast us not off forever. Wherefore, why do you hide your face and forget our affliction and our oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust, our belly cleaves to the earth. Arise for our help and redeem us for your mercy's sake. Proverbs 22:13. The slothful man says, There is a lion outside. I shall be slain in the streets. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Deuteronomy chapter 30. Then we're going to jump into Job. And then we will conclude with our psalm today, Psalm 44. And in Deuteronomy chapter 30, I want to focus in on verse 16, where it is written, For I command you this day to love Hashem your God, to walk in His ways, and to keep His commandments, His laws, and His rules, that you may thrive and increase, and that Hashem your God may bless you in the land that you are about to enter and possess. So, we have this command from Him, that when we walk in his ways 
and we keep his commands, that he will bless us in the land that we are about to enter. Could it be that we are in a position, a time in history, that is similar to what the people were going through back when Moses spoke those words? They were then about to enter into the promised land after forty years of wandering in the wilderness and after having left Egypt. Today, we, the remnant of those who are believers in the God of Israel, are scattered to all the nations, and we are seeing the rise of global tyranny in Australia, New Zealand, France, the UK, in America, in Canada. We're seeing all this tyranny rising up because of how they want to implement these mandated mask mandates and quarantines and lockdowns and mandated to get the vaccine, no choice in the matter. And it's all done in a form of tyranny. And so the stage, it looks like, is being set for another deliverance, another exodus. But yet God has a prerequisite that if we want to be part of the remnant that gets to return to the land of Israel, we must be people who walk in his ways and who keep his commands. And when I say that, I don't mean keeping only the New Testament, but keeping all of the Bible to the best of our ability. Not a replacement theology mindset that the Old Testament has been nailed to the cross and now all we have to do is just follow Jesus, Yeshua, but following all of the Bible cover to cover. So maybe we are at a point in history right now similar to what the Hebrews were experiencing at the time that these words were spoken to them for the first time by Moses. So let us be people who do walk in his ways and who do keep his commands. Now I want to jump into Job. And in chapter 38, God finally replies to all of Job's questionings, to Job's conversation. He finally has a reply coming from the Lord. He's having court (laughs) with the Lord. And the Lord says to him in verse 4, chapter 38, verse 4, Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Speak! if you have understanding. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. In this chapter, Hashem finally responds to Job's questioning of his justice. He says that since Job was not around when God created the world, he cannot possibly understand the way in which he runs the world. Rabbi Judah Halevi, in his book, The Kuzari, suggests that precisely because man was not around to witness the creation of the world, Hashem introduces himself in the first of the Ten Commandments as the God who took the children of Israel out of Egypt, rather than the God who created the world. The people could not relate to God as creator since they did not explicitly know him as such. However, the Exodus 
which was experienced by the entire nation of Israel, proved God's existence to them beyond a shadow of a doubt. Furthermore, Rambam explains that Hashem's manipulation of nature during the Exodus proves that He is indeed the creator of the natural order of the world and that He continues to be involved in the running of the world and the lives of His people. Continuing on in chapter 39, verse 13, but before I go there, this whole chapter is very beautiful. Basically, God is giving us a little bit of a glimpse behind the veil of how he created the world, um, how he runs the world. And he does it in a series of questions. Were you there when I uh, laid the foundations of the earth? Were you there when I set the boundaries for the oceans to let your proud waves come this far but no farther? Uh, It's very poetically and beautifully written. But now let's jump into verse 13, chapter 39, verse 13. The wing of the ostrich beats joyously. Are her pinions and plumage like the storks? The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The land of Israel used to be home to wild ostriches until they became extinct in the region as a result of hunting. In fact, in 2006, four ancient ostrich eggs, thought to be at least 5,000 years old, were found in the Sharon region, just north of Tel Aviv. Because they were common in ancient Israel, ostriches are mentioned in a number of places in the Bible. Verses 13 to 18 make mention of the cruelty of the ostrich, which leaves its eggs to be trampled and is callous to its young. The ostrich is also listed among the non-kosher birds that are forbidden to be eaten. Okay, now I want to take us into Psalm 40, Psalm 44. And um, in this psalm, the psalmist is crying out because uh, trial, difficulty, persecution, calamity has come upon him. And he's crying out to God. So I'm going to begin with verse 20 to 23, or 20 to 24, and then comment. If we have forgotten the name of our God, or stretched out our hands to a strange God, shall not God search this out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Yes, for your sake are we killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, why do you sleep, O Lord? Arise, cast us not off forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our affliction and our oppression? Arise, for our soul is bowed down to the dust, our belly cleaves to the earth. Arise for our help, and redeem us for your mercy's sake. Now, as I read those verses today, what immediately came to my mind was the unfolding human tragedy in Afghanistan. We have more than 10,000 Americans trapped behind enemy lines, The Taliban has taken over the nation, and they are very brutal and cruel, and when they capture women, 
they gang rape them, and then they become sex slaves. Um, I know of one account of a woman that was posted. She's far from the Kabul airport, and there are 20 Taliban checkpoints that she would have to go through to make it to the airport. She attempted to leave once in a group. Uh, There was a husband and wife with children with her, and when they got to the checkpoint, the Taliban executed him, shot him in the head, right in front of his wife and children. And then they turned around and they went back into hiding. And this woman says, I would rather commit suicide and die than fall into the hands of the Taliban. We have paratroopers from the UK that are parachuting into Afghanistan in an attempt to rescue UK citizens that are trapped. This is a terrible tragedy unfolding, and I I can't even imagine what the people are going through. And truly, they are like sheep being led to the slaughter. In fact, there is a wonderful film I want to tell you about. Um, It's done by Joel Richardson. And he has a ministry to the Muslim peoples in the Middle East. And particularly uh, has focused in on Iran. And the film is called Sheep Among Wolves. Sheep Among Wolves. And you can watch this film online by going to sheepamongwolvesfilm.com. Did you know that the fastest growing underground church in the world is Iran? And it's mostly led by women. So he recently made an appeal Uh, to help donate to the underground church in Afghanistan. And if you would like to help to give to the underground church in Afghanistan, to help them to escape, to get out, to uh, for those that are able to, um, you can go to catalyticministries.com. And this is Joel Richardson's ministry website. And they have a way that you can give for Afghanistan relief. So the second fastest growing underground church in the world is found in Afghanistan. So let us remember and let us pray for those who are still trapped in Afghanistan behind enemy lines. Heavenly Father, we do remember our brothers and sisters, the brethren, that are in Afghanistan, scared for their lives, trapped. I pray today, Father, we pray for them that they will remain hidden and under the radar and away from the eyes and the awareness of the Taliban. We pray that you will keep them safe and hidden. And there may be some who are called to remain and to stay in Afghanistan so that they can help to grow the hidden underground church there. And there may be others that need to leave. So, Father, we pray for those that need to leave, that Americans would get out of Afghanistan. Six out of seven of the refugees that have been 
airlifted out of Afghanistan have been Afghans. But what about the Americans? So, Father, we pray that you will facilitate this, that you will have mercy, and that you will bring the Americans out of Afghanistan soon and quickly. Please be with them. Give them grace. May they trust in you. May they stay hidden in you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Adonai Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.